Coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California, I'm Katie. I'm Anne. And I'm Karen. And this is the Strings Unraveled Book Club. Hello, everybody. Hello. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Karen, how are you? I'm good. Cool. Um, this month, our book is The Road to Roswell by Connie Willis. This was my pick. Um, <clears throat> I tried to find like a more in-depth synopsis, but I couldn't find one. It's a relatively new book, so I'm just going to read what the uh, book jacket here has to say. Um, when level-headed Francie... Uh, in, excuse me. <coughs> When level-headed Francie arrives in Roswell, New Mexico for her college roommate's UFO-themed wedding, complete with a true believer bridegroom, she can't help but roll her eyes at the wide-eyed talk of aliens, which obviously don't exist. Imagine her surprise, then, when she's abducted by one. Otter still, her abductor is far from what the popular media have led her to expect, with a body like a tumbleweed and a mass of lightning-fast tentacles. Nor is Francie the only victim of the alien's abduction spree. Before long, he has acquired a charming con man named Wade, a sweet old lady with a casino addiction, a retiree with a huge RV and a love for westerns, and a UFO-chasing nutjob who is thoroughly convinced the alien intends to probe them or take over their planet. But the more Francie gets to know the alien, the more convinced she becomes that he's not an invader. He's in trouble, and she has to help him. Only she doesn't know how or even what the trouble is. Part alien abduction adventure, part road trip saga, part romantic comedy. The road to Roswell is packed full of men in black, Elvis impersonators, tourist traps, rattlesnakes, chemtrails, and close encounters of the third, fourth, and fifth kind. Can Francie stuck in a neon green bridesmaid dress save the world and still make it back for the wedding? Um, so, first impressions. Uh, I want to talk about what we're knitting while we... Oh, okay. What are yeah, you knitting? What are we knitting? <laughs> I always forget that part. <laughs> what are you knitting, Anne? Uh, I am going to switch between two projects. I'm working on Morelia, which I prepped to be my Oppenheimer knitting, yeah. which was perfect, actually. Once I got through the lace section, it was good movie knitting. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to switch over to my Northerly, which I'm almost done with the body. Nice. We talked about that one on the last podcast. Okay. Hopefully I'll have good updates by the next uh, proper podcast. On cool. <clears throat> what you working on, Karen? Um, well, I've got the two and only two projects that I took with me on my vacation because more than that was never going to happen, but I did actually work on both of them. So I've got Vesuvius, which is a short sleeve, um, sweater, crocheted sweater of which I've got the back to the armhole done. I've got one sleeve up, I guess it comes up and over the shoulder and has increases that make it a more rounded neck on one side and i'm now working on the other sleeve same um i'm working on that and i'm loving this cotton this is like a self-striping it's sour ball in cotton nice and it's got purples and orchids and orange and gold and peach cool and then i have the design project that of my own that i've been working on I I had to rip all the way back to row two. Oh, I had God. all of one skein because, as you can see... Oh, so the blending to shift wasn't working. No, I was trying to blend it to shift, and it just... No. Okay. It, it was still clearly 
We're going to be big block stripes. And so blending it every other, um, every two rows, because each row, each pair of rows makes a wheel, like a, a row of, of like these wheel shapes and, and um, like rows one and two go across and then rows three and four are offset. Mm-hmm. And so that way it's, it's, if you can see, it's, it's hard, much harder to see where yeah, one yarn starts very, and one, it's, yeah. it's much more intuitive. Well integrated. And mm-hmm. I knew I should have done that to begin with, you know, what do we say? You know, you better blend. <laughs> we don't, okay. so we don't like, say, we don't really so say that. There's so many things that I say. <laughs> I don't know I didn't know that want. was one of our isms. No, okay. that's not an ism, but <laughs> which, it, honestly. Which button on the keyboard to play the auto? <laughs> yeah. I, like blendings for suckers is that it no, <laughs> no i haven't said that one <laughs> well like reading but yeah. yeah and i practice that reading for suckers all the time right especially on. with my own patterns um i don't read my own very well because i think you i know what's it. in Why my head you need to read that? yeah but um yeah so i'm much happier with it, it okay so i'm in line we went i went to a music festival and i'm in line waiting and and it's hard enough that most people think that if you're knitting, if you're knitting, someone says, oh, is that crochet? And if you're crocheting, someone says, is that knitting? This gal says, oh, my gosh, that's Tunisian crochet. All right. I've never really her. seen that in the wild. Um, and she's local to us. Oh, <laughs> so I was really happy that I had refreshed my business cards Very before good. the trip. And she's already friended me and um, wants, to, wants to do my, uh, be one of my testers. So. Nice. That's kind of handy. It's she knew all of the same local spots that that we know, and she remembered Anna Kappa, and um, yeah, cool. And had a great time with Aunt, with um, Lois because Lois was up there with her friend, and um, yeah. Anyway, so that's what I'm working on these two uh, a Tunisian crochet and a regular crochet. Yeah, cool. And and Lois was shocked. She's like, "You don't have any knitting in your hand." I'm like, "Actually, I'm mostly crocheting these days." So <laughs> there you go. Cool. What are you, what are you, what are you doing, on? Katie? I am um, a couple That's rounds away from separating for the sleeves on my second Tolsta tee. Um, this is the fingering weight version, and I am trying to do eyelets in this row. And I screwed up on this last section. I'm wondering if I care about it or not, figuring out why, but I don't think I do. Because um, <laughs> there's a lot of stitches, and I'm just trying to get to the part where there's not as many stitches. Right so. That is what I'm doing. Is that one going to be a solid? A solid color? Uh huh. Is Tolstoy yeah. mostly solid or is it striped? It's up to it's you. It's whatever you want. want. It's what it's you want. It's up to you. It's a blank so. <clears throat> Yep. Yeah, that so that's is what I'm working in on. Our hands. Um, okay. So, what were your first impressions or your general impressions of the book? You can go first. I love this book so much. Yeah. Every character is just so fun. Um,. I don't think there was anyone I really hated. I just, you know, I just kind of chuckled at some and it was like, it was just, I loved every bit of it. Good. I'm a fan of this author and I've not heard her do this, you know, have this, this kind of subject matter, but I was not disappointed. She's just as wonderful as everything else I've read from her. What is she? I mean, I've seen there's like a apocalyptic series that... Um, there's the there's a series based on World War time traveling through World War Two, oh. um, where people are supposed to go and observe and they get stuck. Interesting. And they're you know and and are they going to get back to their time? 
you know, it's kind of like there's there's um, paradoxes that only happen because someone were, from the future went back and could only be there to make this thing happen. They didn't know how important they were. But I also learned a lot about World War II. The, the Doomsday Book, um, I don't think that's a trilogy, but that was the first one I read, and that was where someone gets um, goes... You know, it goes back in time, that but also I gets... I think is the series, maybe. I don't know if it's a series or if it's a single book. I can't remember. It's been a long time. But they go back to, like, the Middle Ages to just just about the plague, the early days of the plague, and they get stuck. And how do they explain that they don't get sick? It's because they've been inoculated against the thing that created the plague. Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, you know, like, when we... Um, just say to... it's magic and you're a witch. Yeah. Just lean into it. No, 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 no. They burn them. <laughs> back then that was not a good thing no 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 just lean into it <laughs> i don't know if any of you have the that little scar on your shoulder from where I, they nope. inoculated i guess was it nope. mmr or whatever or it wasn't polio because they gave us little ice little uh sugar cubes for that it's a smallpox vaccine. the smallpox vaccine yeah. she had that scar she had that scar and they um they thought that that was a, a birthmark of a wit of being a witch and she you know instead of, and that's why she didn't get sick there's all, all kinds of things that go, of course, when you're time traveling, go wrong. Um, I read I read somebody, when I was looking up this book, say something like, you don't know which Connie Willis you're going to get funny yeah. or, like, make you cry. Yeah. And I guess this is the funny. I've never read any of, of their other uh, novels, so I can't um, attest to that. But Her make you cry one would be the one where you're going through the, it's a, a researcher studying people who are dying. And that moment before death when, you know, why does everyone say they go and see the light? Mm-hmm. Um, is there really a tunnel or a light? Or And she keeps, she keeps, the researcher keeps intentionally going under getting close to death. And But she sees the Titanic. She's on the Titanic every time. And her, it's, it's part of her brain processing, not just information, because she's never, clearly never been on the Titanic. But um, no, so yeah, she has some that are very science minded, very, um, you know, where you do are sad, but, but they're always informative and they're always, you know, I always, I enjoy, it's just a different brain that you get sometimes. This book made my skin itch and I didn't like it. No, (laughs) I thought it was cheesy. Yes. I didn't mind the cheese. And it's just the like stop theorizing about what's happening and like do something yeah like so much talk of like maybe this maybe that maybe this maybe that maybe this maybe that yeah (laughs) i ah yeah i i read it in um a weekend like i actually like read it with my eyeballs which i haven't done that in a while um and i i didn't think it was great i've never read anything else by this um author one of my main complaints about it is that she seems a little out of touch. Um, right. There were like some little things where it's like. And I think she is of an older generation, but there mm-hmm. are things where I'm like, you, she, you can use your, like, you get abducted by an alien. You're going to call your friend. They don't answer. You're going to call another person. They don't answer. It's like you, it, if it were me, I would send a text with my location to my friend. It doesn't matter if my phone, but my phone call goes through. Yeah. Like I, I could get a text. Just text yeah, somebody. Like just the phone calls. There that were like little like yeah. things like that. That's like mm. that's not how a person of this, like this is a young uh, adult yeah. woman. Like she, her friend is getting married. She's a bridesmaid. It's like that's not how this would work. That's true. Which was one of the things that bothered me. And then 
I think overall it was fun. Like it was a fun yeah. read. I liked it. Yeah, yeah it I, was I, fun. It wasn't great, but you know, I I thought it was intriguing. Um, I like just the entertainment value of the cheese. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I knew it. It's not like a book I'm like taken seriously. Like it's a no. fun, light kind of read, and it was fun, and I enjoyed it. So I like the western yeah references. That was kind of fun. Yeah, uh, it made me think of when we went to the the western movie um museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like them floating in bubbles. It was sort of funny. It was a little confusing. I had to figure my, what they were doing. Near yeah. the end, when she keeps keeps talking about the head of cabbage, I keep thinking of not like a head of cabbage, like but a, the head, the head of cabbages. Yes. That's the kind of what I of the cabbages, <laughs> the head of cabbages. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, there are not specific questions for this book because it's relatively new. So. Um, Oprah Winfrey is providing us with uh, the best book club questions. Oh, I, love I think oh, that's yeah, the one I usually yeah, use. Exactly. Um, so what was your favorite part of the book? Mm. Any standout scenes that you really liked a lot or that you think about, you know, because you finished it relatively recently. Yeah. Um, I guess I liked Eula Mays interactions a lot. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. She's the gambling yeah. grandma. Gamb- gambling granny. <laughs> yeah, I liked the um I liked all their interactions in the R V and like yeah. the, the, the sort of road trippy traveling around part of it. Um Karen? I love the alien. He was adorable. Yeah. I just wanted him. Aww. I just thought he's so cute. I Indy. just want him I just want him to um I I thought it was interesting. I mean the jumping around at first didn't really bother me because that's just how my brain works <laughs> but the jumping around you know i felt like the story didn't necessarily have a flow a clear flow there was lots of little vignettes and i didn't mind that um oh, i didn't notice that yeah I, I was i was interested in how, i i love that the idea of the neon green you know the, the alien green bridesmaids dress but then <laughs> but then it, when it, i thought he goes he gets clothing and that's what he picked out that's Really, all that was left was the trucker. Oh, the, yeah, but she verified it that yeah. that was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just kept imagining if I could draw the alien with all of these like vines going out everywhere. It, it just seemed very cartoony to me in my brain. Yeah, like yeah. He had these elastic threads that went on and on until finally, how far could he go before it snaps? And then I, I did the audiobook, so you know the paranoid one. I hate just, Lyle so much. Yes. Oh, did you so listen to it too? Effing hate Lyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I read just, it, but, so and, I don't have like. You know what? I never. I there. There's a guy I totally would have loved to slap over and over right. and over again. I. Um, I don't want to keep him around just so that when I was angry, he'd have someone to hit. Right. <laughs> I used to listen to Coast to Coast often, a couple times a week. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's like the late night. Mm-hmm. You know, they worry about UFOs and cryptids and. <laughs> Uh, all the crazy conspiracy theories. It's it would probably be Fox Mulder's favorite radio yeah. show, right? Um, and I love that show. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know that I ever really took it seriously. No, it was fun to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> but but and but it's full of people like Lyle. Mm. But like, ugh, the characterization of him was so annoying. Yeah. Okay, here's something you don't know about me. But a long time ago, there used to be a magazine called Omni. Okay. And it was basically for people who believe that there was life out there, there was alien life probably setting out, setting us in. Honestly, 
if they have the technology to come here, they're way smarter than we are. Well, that I, th- I did like that kind of being the point. Is yeah. That, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, leave Earth alone. You can only be here a short period of time. Yeah. Get yeah. I really liked the, because um, we've, we've all read or seen movies with different types of aliens and, and they talk about like all the different like options for aliens. Right. Yeah. So I, I appreciated like a different sort of take on yes. it. And like, I liked the idea of like the galactic like rules and like yeah. regulations yeah. and government that's put in place to protect yeah. us stupid hum- humans yes you know like i thought that was pretty interesting i i, like, I used to I be a person like who totally I, I used to totally believe in aliens and life and it's not that i don't believe in aliens well no because be. aliens exist guys okay well yeah they verified that yeah i have government said anything about i haven't that. either right. but, I've but seen it was very headlines. timely news yes. for this book that i was reading yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't believe in aliens. It's that I, so many people sound like vile. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the people who, yeah, exactly. But I'm saying I used to be more like an, a Lyle kind of person. But well, I mean, I'm a child of X-Files, so I'm not going to so, judge you on that yeah. for sure. Uh, um, Did you like race to the end of this book? Was it like a fast read or did you have to slog through it? A little sluggy. Yeah. I listened to it on 1.2 speed, so it wasn't oh, like... I do that for most books, Right, but, yeah. it wasn't the most, like, zoom zoom. For the ones I'm really, like, over, I'm like, I could listen at one and a half and still <laughs> get it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I might have missed a little bit, but it's okay. Um, did you... Okay, so one of the, like, main... Not one of the main parts, but one of the um sort of features of this book is, like, the movie references. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a a lot of like alien movie references yep. and there are mm-hmm. a lot of um Westerns. western movie references mm-hmm. and i wrote down all of the ones i could find because yeah. i was like wow there's a lot of movies that they're talking about in this movie do you want to guess how many different movies they referenced in well, this how book? many chapters are there there's like 20 chapters uh, sure maybe because i think there's one at the beginning of almost every chapter probably and every time lyle speaks he's quoting a movie <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, and, it's and then, wrong. Well, yeah, and then Wade's like, that's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Right. That's, that's uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There are, hang on. Oh, there's no uh, uh, reference in this book. Hold on. I'm going to guess there's 50 movie references. There's 20, at least 20 chapters, maybe yeah. 22. So there's 20 because of the start of the chapters. Yeah. And then many <laughs> from Lyle. There are 56 movies referenced Ooh, in this book. Wow. Um, yeah, and there's little uh, like X Files quotes and yeah. movie references and stuff. Um, the majority of them are uh, Western movies, but I was curious, like, how many of them anybody had seen? Like, are you have you watched a lot of westerns? Do you know? Are you like in that genre? Because I'm really no. not. Yeah, I have I'm like not. scratched the surface. Right, I know. I know of Paint Your Wagon. Yeah, I know of Stagecoach. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, I know of them. Right. But I don't, can't speak to having seen almost any of them, except for the, the, um, the one that makes, one of the movies that makes them crazy, that's the musical, um, was oh. it the one with the Harvey Girls? Harvey Girls. I've seen yeah, that see, for I've, sure. I've read, I actually have seen a lot of those Westerns, because yeah. there was a time when I, when I was a kid, if you watched afternoon TV or something it was always black and white, and most of the time it was a western. Right. My mom likes all those. I would just go play and yeah. wait for it to be. My open. favorite uh, I was western. A kid by myself, and you can only play outside by yourself so long. True, and true. then it's like I was more of an indoor TV gal. Uh, one of my like top ten favorite movies of all time is True Grit, um, but 
my favorite western besides that wasn't even referenced is Tombstone, which is not it yeah. on the list. No, it's but, not in there at all. Um, but how many of the Alien movies had you seen? So of the Alien oh, movies, I could name yeah. you. Um, they're near the top of the list. E.T. Mm-hmm. Check. Yeah. You know what? Ironically, one that I have never seen yeah. is Close Encounters. Of the so that's the second one, Close Encounters. Yeah, never seen I it. I saw oh. it. It was a long, long time ago. I've oh, seen I've, parts. It's a good but one. I've never yeah. seen the, the um, entire movie. I've actually seen the mon- the 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 devil's mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Yeah. Mon- that in lo- real life that they used in it. The, um, the- Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I have not seen. Well, which no. version? Yeah, I, I see, I've seen the black and the original fair. black and white was really good, but also the one with Donald Sutherland was James really says good. he won't watch it because it scarred him as a child. But his mom also let him watch movies that were inappropriate for his age. So a lot of movies, he's like, uh, yeah, that was a I shouldn't have watched that. <laughs> Signs, classic. Yeah, uh, missed that one. You haven't seen Signs? I know it's on the it's on my list. Oh, it's so good. It is. I always it, wanted to. I just never had the time. I think when it came out was when I was having. Did it come out in the nineties? No, it was like a mid two thousands, probably. Oh yeah, I still had kids then, little ones, so I didn't really see a lot. Uh, Alien, Aliens, I both think, of those yeah. actually. I've yeah, watched all the Alien movies. Yeah, uh, lightly moved into the Predator. I've seen Alien, Aliens. What is the prequel? Uh, something. Oh, it's so good. Pre- um, uh, Prometheus. Prometheus I've seen so. that. Yeah. Oh, um, and I think I've seen. And Alien v Predator that I ha- yes. my boyfriend in high school made me watch it. I was like, oh, I don't care about this movie. Um, Independence Day, of course. Yes. I love that movie. Um, the Thing. Yeah, uh-huh. The Thing is fantastic. Yeah, that movie is terrifying. Wait, which <laughs> version? Which version? Um, only the one from the eighties. Yeah, one from the nineties. Yeah, that's a terrible the movie. 2000s no, but it w- wasn't the Thing also based on a little black and white? Uh, I'm gonna be confusing with that's the blob. It's not called. You're thinking of the blob. There is a movie that's similar to the thing that is in black and white. It's the, like I think, station something. Yeah, the thing. See, with, if um, it was an old black and white horror flick, that's like one of my favorite genres because it's just fun. Yeah. Uh, Men in Black, War of the Worlds. Yep. 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 I haven't seen War of the Worlds because it's, I saw it when it came out. The recent one is starring Tom Cruise, I believe. Yeah. And I'm just not a Tom Cruise fan. Uh, Back to the Future, of course. Uh. I think that's close to the end. Oh, Starman, which I haven't seen. What was the I old- think I have, but I couldn't quite come up with it when yeah. they mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. I think that the there was a misquote of movies in there, though. When they say that's Independence Day, uh-huh. I actually don't think what they were referencing is something that happens in that movie. Oh, really? I don't remember where it was, but it struck me like... Really? I'll have to see if I can dig that out because I'm not sure. Um, I should see Starman because my boyfriend's in that movie. Uh, yes. Um, but I haven't seen it. Also, Karen Allen's in it, which I didn't realize. I'm going to look at exactly what it is because it rings a bell for me sh- for sure. Uh, 1984, an alien takes the form of a young Wisconsin widow's husband and makes her drive oh. him to his departure point in Arizona. I haven't seen that, oh. but it yeah. is your boyfriend. <laughs> uh, it's a John Carpenter movie. Anyway, um, yeah, so a lot of different movie references, which I thought were fun because um, every time one came up, I'd ask James, I'm like, have you seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? <laughs> um, Let's see. Would you want to read? Well, Karen already knows another book by this author. Are you interested in in pursuing her uh, genre more? Her like concepts sound interesting to me, mm-hmm. but if the pacing is the same and the speculation that just kind of stalls yeah. things is the same, yeah, then I'm it, not the in. pace is the same. Then I'm not in. One of the the it- concepts sound very intriguing. Like what you've described from her other book sounds. See, no, very fascinating. Do it as an audiobook, but do it a little faster. 
and then you'll one, enjoy one point seven. Like, what's the point? <laughs> like if I have to like make myself finish something, then I'm like, am I enjoying this book? Yeah. One of the things that I also found annoying about this book is like, who is Francie? She's like the most cardboard character you've ever. You're right. Heard. And also, like, yeah. it struck me strange. Like, I guess at some point you like accept what you're living. Yeah. Right? Like yes. there's no there was no escape and she has to just like deal with this. But it was a very like sudden Yes. Like she's hysterical Shift. and then she's in a hundred percent. Then she's like, I have to help this alien. But but and there's not anything in between where she's warming up to it. And it's not like yeah. the Stockholm syndrome of like Beauty and the Beast where you're no. like, I hate you. Okay, you're okay, okay, now I want to be your friend. You know yeah. what I mean? It was just like I'm scared. I'm terrified. I'm captured by an alien. Oh, I am going to do everything I can to uh, help you to help you and to uh, Maybe run she from the government Lyle and so much that she just wanted to be contrary to Lyle. I mean, why didn't they <laughs> just be. slap like a like a sock in his mouth? Yeah, like, you know, like just gag him again. Exactly. Indeed. You know, gag him mm-hmm. again. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my main problems with the book is like. She is so bo- not boring because there's nothing to her. She's a name and a protagonist. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know anything about her background. We don't know where she's from. I think she's from New York. Maybe it said once. I think I, I was actually. I, What's I her thought, job? What she has her a job? job. She has a job. She has what a job. It? It's office. Yeah. And she works with office Kens. And and she was on like a vacation. A lot, an extended vacation because they knew she was going to a wedding. But wouldn't they have looked like well, she was at some days point late? She was just late. Yeah, so she okay. was definitely missing. I guess I got really obsessed with the wedding and the lack of planning. But yeah, I mean, but some but people that are is, like that. that. Is that actually is like on brand for Serena for her sure. friend. Yeah, yeah, it was. That sounded on. So we like almost know more about the characterization. Oh, yeah. We 100% know more about yeah. Serena. I know about all her ex-boyfriends, <laughs> yeah. all the different things she's into. And all I know about Francie is that she's judged her the whole way. Right. Like, like she's she, supposed to be such a good friend. And they like, met in college. But I she doesn't say. have other friends that care about her and she doesn't have a boyfriend or any kind of personal no. connection. Well, well, maybe, but we don't know. We weren't told anything. I, I get the sense that she doesn't. Mm. that she keep i got the sense that she pretty much keeps herself to herself and you kind of wanted her to like this guy but then he's like i don't know because at least it would be something interesting in her life that I also guess. felt real forced yeah, that yeah. Was, i mean obviously and he's like all right you guys are getting married yes and you, that's all yeah boy girl mate married now <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it was um yeah, his whole character, like, Wade, it's like, I don't care enough. Because sometimes there's, like, that untrustworthy character where you're like, ooh, I want to know more. Like, I know this person is legit, but I can't figure out why. It's like, yeah. I know this guy isn't legit. I don't really yeah. care. Like, yeah. like I know she's going to tell me. There's no fun in, like, the trying to figure it out. No. Because you know it's going to be revealed that, yes, he is a con man. Like, we He's know more that. than a con man. Well, he He's a lying. government con yeah. man. Um... It was almost more interesting waiting for the payoff of what is Joe's real Joseph's real job because that was like right away yeah. you knew like oh I did like Joseph. I hope nobody from my company calls me back yeah yeah I thought yeah, he was you funny. knew he, you knew he was just a rich dude yeah you know. <laughs> so that waiting for whatever the payoff on that was was more interesting yes than I did like that yeah he out owned Wade's a, a, a film company yeah um so, so I was thinking about. Did she or did she not? I mean, wait, wait, okay, back up. This is, my comment is in regards to 
genders of aliens. And okay, because <laughs> I thought, okay, you know, this is interesting because she, as an author, I know she's fairly conservative. She's pretty conservative, and I thought, is she easily saying that the aliens are male or female, or they are genderless and they just are amorphous? And because clearly, he's going to his mate. But I don't know if his mate means a best friend, his partner in his alien life. I mean, or... I think the closest approximation they came up with was roommate, right? I, I thought she hinted at more than just a roommate. By, by um... how much, how he, how worried and how much emotion he had. No, I think actually that you're right about like what Indy's commitment to his yeah. friend was. Mm-hmm. But they like they really hit on the connection to roommate and having a sacred duty to your roommate I, and i think that was to validate francie's intrusive behavior on serena because <laughs> i think that like i think that maybe i equate uh indian whatever the other alien's name is no, i can't think of it um Something to the same that. sort of relationship as serena and her and mm. francie right yes. so it's like best friend is sort of where I took it from. And she says to Indy, like, yeah, she was my roommate. And that's sort of, he doesn't know what that means. Mm-mm. Right. But she has it like the way she was able to explain it to him, I think is like best friend. I don't think there was like a, like he, she had a commitment to him. Right. It wasn't a, uh, like a romantic bond. I didn't yeah. think, Mm-mm. um, but I, I don't know. They're aliens. They do establish that Indy understands the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, don't know if, Connie uh, did the work enough to to figure out all the lore for the aliens and, and yeah. whether or not they are male well, or female or whatever. Yeah, and other than I mean, she's definitely left the door open for there to be more. Mm-hmm. Other the, than their social structure is that they are a lesser governing body under a large under the 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 larger umbrella of the larger umbrella of the federation. Yeah. Um, I was hoping, I mean, this is a trope, but I was kind of hoping for it, which uh-huh. was, um, the idea that it's, the, they're just like kids. Yeah. And that these are the grown up aliens here to collect them. Yeah. It's like stranger <laughs> things almost like yeah, the yeah, kids yeah. doing something very yeah. important that the grown ups aren't going to understand. They just have to get it done before yeah. the grown ups catch them. And I know I've seen it probably, I don't know, probably something dumb like, um, Oh, I can't think of any of the dumb <laughs> things, but you know, the animated one where they're a delivery company in the year 3000. Oh, Futurama? Thank you. Like, uh-huh. I feel like it's probably been a Futurama thing oh, okay. or a, a Star Trek thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just the babies. Yeah. They're out running havoc <laughs> in the universe. Um, Let's see. Did the, well, I think we know Anne's answer. Did the reading impact your, uh, reading the book impact your mood? Actually, it didn't hurt my mood so much as it just frustrated yeah because literally it made my skin itch <laughs> but it didn't necessarily reach anxiety levels because i wasn't that invested okay but i just it made me uneasy listening to it yeah this was like the perfect book situation combo for me when i was reading it because we were camping over a weekend and i brought this book with me and we were camping with other people so they were like around or in and out and i was like sitting down having conversation trying to read at the same time so it's not like i could have handled anything like heavy no so this yeah. was like a perfect mm-hmm. light fun yeah. little summer read and it was, it was easy to come in and out of yeah. that's yeah. a compliment yeah it is that yep. it, it complemented uh life yeah yeah i would say i in general enjoyed it i think it has 
you know, a couple problems that uh, are not major because I don't think that the weight of this book is that heavy. It's right. just like, eh, this was an annoying thing, but yeah, I'm not mad about it. No. I don't know if I would like recommend it to somebody else. No. I mean, you know what? I would recommend it actually. Hmm. I think it'd be fun if you were like on a road trip to to New Mexico. It would be or yeah, fun on a road listen. trip, to, sure, um, to Vegas because yeah. it is light and easy. Um, yeah, that would be a good car. Uh, it's family friendly. Trip. Yep. Um, so I, I think it'd be fun on on a road trip to the destinations they're they're in. I agree with that. I guess it's sort of a a road trip buddy book. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah totally. I mean. I guess in my brain, I'm like, I didn't really think that Vegas was that close to Roswell. I mean, the whole driving around to follow yeah. the clouds was a little annoying. I'm like, okay, I, I need I more don't... plans. But I mean, I'm what am I doing? I'm following I'm how... an alien who doesn't know where he's at. Yeah. So I'm wondering how accurate also all of that was because i know nothing about highways and freeways and and all of new mexico arizona all that area like i don't know how any of that i've never been down there really to spend enough time but i'm wondering if somebody who was from there would be like that's not how long it takes to get to what you know what i mean um well because it was like time had no meaning right so like maybe indy was already fixing time true you know? true maybe that was something we weren't true weren't aware of he, another I mean, thing he can, he can make fuelless vehicles sure so. that was convenient that was very that was, convenient that he could do that what is that called a <laughs> MacGuffin? yeah yes <laughs> like we need to solve this problem uh it's this thing you're like okay <laughs> cool problem thing. solved <laughs> like i would have liked a little struggle <laughs> yeah um ah no problem one question I have for Connie Willis, one of the um, one of the uh, questions I have here is, what would you ask the author, uh, if anything? And my question is, has she ever been in an RV? Because I've been in some pretty <laughs> damn big RVs, and none of them are this big. <laughs> because it's like, not only is there a bunk room, which is like, okay, cool, you could have a couple bunk beds and a queen bed in an RV, and that works. But then there's also a whole TV room with like a separate door and like shelves for dvds it's like the, all those dvds are gonna fall off of a shelf that's not how that works like if the vehicle is moving plus there's a whole i mean and, and then all rvs have kitchens too but the way it's described is like they walked for like minutes to get through this rv when he gave them the tour and i'm like i don't know if you've ever been in an rv because they're not that me, big they're out of the extreme luxury ones. Okay, and this, i have been in them and okay. they're not that big this feels, this and i feels have more like a bus situation. Yes. This is definitely a, a a millionaire bus situation. It's like a and tour in, bus. Okay, in my brain, I I pictured okay, it's not really a TV viewing room. It's like the bedroom in the back, and everyone's like crowded around on top of the bed watching the screen, and maybe there's yeah. like a drawer that comes out that pulls That's out. That's how an RV normally would work. That's where but my this brain referenced. Went. Like shelves and shelves, like bookshelves full of DVDs and recliners, which you can also have recliners in RVs. I have seen that happen too. But like all of these separate things that are in here, I'm like, yes, it's not that big. It's like they're separate rooms of, even, a, of a home. Even in a bus, it wouldn't be. Okay, that's right. So what if you took the master bed out and you just put two? I've, I In my brain, there was like two recliners and other, everyone else is sitting on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, That was just something that it was like. The more time they spent it's in the RV, I was bus. like, it's exactly, it's like a TARDIS. <laughs> it is a TARDIS. It's, it's definitely. And maybe Indy made it bigger on the inside. I don't know. Um, did this book remind you of any other books? Anything else you've read? I've never really read anything alien-y. I've watched a lot of alien movies, mm -hmm. but yeah. I can't think of another uh, 
in that genre. I kind of want to read something else in that genre yeah. just to just to have a different point of reference. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because I kind of like the idea of like the the Roswell conspiracy, not like the Lyle side of it, like the annoying <laughs> like conspiracy theorist side, but like the whole like mystery behind it. It's like the all the idiots that went to Area Fifty One. Yes, I was like, thinking a few of years them. ago. They put the Kyles in front. Yes. <laughs> um. Are there any lingering questions from the book that you're thinking about that weren't answered? Um, lingering questions. I mean, the end of the book insinuates that they can time travel. Yeah. Like, I was a little confused by, number one, what was happening with the whole, like, lightning thing. Yeah. Which didn't really get explained a whole lot. Nope. And it's like, okay, well, I guess they're just taking samples of lightning for energy? Question mark? I don't know. Yeah. And they can time travel? Question mark? (laughs) Well... I actually when I, I watched Nope uh-huh. when when this was going on, I which love is nope. a, yeah. and I'm thinking so that's where the cl- the aliens and the cloud thing kind of connected with me. Well, that's but they weren't, but they but weren't. they're not. Those I know. Like, I was expecting that to end up being the ship too because of Nope. Yeah, it, but then it's like oh, that had the I couldn't quite understand why are they? I guess they're following the lightning, not the cloud itself. But right, they didn't. He doesn't know that thunderstorms move. So he's looking for a place, not a thing, I think. Um, but yeah, that was confusing to me. But <coughs> but he could sense that they were coming. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how aliens work. So um, how he could sense that they were coming, but not sense where his friend was. Uh, who knows? I don't know. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. <coughs> uh, any other final thoughts? No. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, what else has anybody else read this month? Oh, let me get my, uh, my list out. And what have you read? I have been continuing in the, uh, what is it called? Um, a Court of Rose and something. Hold on. The Sarah J. Moss uh, books. Yeah. How far into it are you? I am in the last book. So I Holy finished. Crap. Uh, yeah. I listened to this month A Court of Roses and Thorns and Roses is the first one. I think one. it's Thorns and Roses. Thorns and Roses. Yeah. And I'm halfway through Mist and Fury, which is All the right. second one. Uh, well, yeah. So I've only, I did two last month and two this How month. many are there in that? There are four full length novels and then there's a short no- novella between okay. three and four. So I just finished the novella last night. Got it. Um, and I started, or maybe a day ago, and I started A Court of Silver Flames, the last one. Um, okay yesterday uh so far so good what do you think i love it yeah um i finished i I finished the first one and then i was like okay i gotta start the second one so i started the second one and it was a little bit slower to start but i'm liking it a whole lot more than the first yes yes and same i was talking to xenia today and she said the same thing like second one is so good and i was like the first one was so good right because i love beauty and the beast very much and so i really enjoyed (laughs) this reimagining of it um it's sort of like a toe into it is how that like starts and then it takes off yeah i recommended it to my sister because she also reads a lot and 
she <laughs> I, I she didn't really know anything about the book so she started it and she was like he's a beast and he like takes her to his castle <laughs> and she has to like live there is this beauty and the beast and i was like yeah yeah it's based on beauty and the beast and she was like oh i didn't know that <laughs> yeah yeah uh but like more homage yes you know it was like a good place to like set the beginning of the story before yeah. it takes off so on tell me own. that title again a Court of Thorns and Roses. Yes. Oh. It's like one of the number one books of the last it's very, five years or very whatever. Very hyped. Yes. Um, and she's very prolific. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to read more from her. I might just take a break, but she has several other series. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> I like, like I can't stop thinking about who I would want to play Resan. Okay. And, um, like I think I'm falling into the same problem I had with Peta from um, Hunger Games. From Hunger Games, which is I keep thinking of actors my age, okay, and not like because mm. Risan is a. This is no spoiler here. He's a 500 year old fairy who just looks like an adult, hot adult man, the most so, handsome person you've ever seen. Right. Apparently, so it could be anyone. And I really hope because it is going, to, it is in development for TV or yeah. something like that. Please don't cast it too young, because he could be anyone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he I mean, it has to be appropriate with. Well, I mean, appropriate. It should quote be a quote, right? With Feyre, yes. who is twenty. She's something. she's nineteen when the series begins, right? So she's twenty one, <laughs> yeah, twenty ish. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't want to see like too gross. a forty year old or something. Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. It could be anyone. <laughs> I I haven't really thought too hard about who well, looks I've like who. I've been watching but... Witcher. Okay. Well, and there's this. He plays a bad guy in in Witcher. This actor, uh huh. But he is gorgeous. And okay. I think Rhysand is sort of like described, maybe kind of like a Mediterranean, mm-hmm. Middle Eastern kind yeah, of he's, heritage. He's got like, uh, like warm, not like dark skin, but like yeah. tanned and blue black hair. Yeah. And very handsome. Yes. Yeah. Like gorgeous. Yeah. So, so hot. Uh, so this guy is playing one of the mages. Okay. And his In the name, Witcher. Yeah. His name is Mahesh Jadu. Okay. And it's probably because I've been watching Witcher and uh, reading these books at the same time that it clicked. Okay. But he's kind of perfect. I want to see what he looks like. Oh, he's very handsome. Yeah. Okay. And if you watch Witcher, mm. I have not. Well, I have, but I don't remember that. Uh, he, I think he comes in by like season two or. Something. I think I only watched the yeah. first season. I also did that, and then recently, here's another like one of his. Oh, okay. Yeah, like this guy. He's pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> and his character in Witcher is Vilgefortz. I like to think of like like a dev patel because i think he is incredibly yeah. handsome yeah but i don't think that he's right because he's a little more baby faced than i think Rhysand right no, probably this is guy has, but i do like him yeah yeah he's he's gorgeous oh he's so yeah, handsome. yeah no i really like him so handsome but really okay and he's a better age actually okay he's only 33 okay yeah i okay, love then, him then cast yeah. dev patel, dev I patel. we're rooting for it <laughs> um uh yeah so what else have you read? Gorgeous. Um, I mean the these books are that's a, big a lot time of book investment. <laughs> I, I think the first it. one was like sixteen hours, and the second one is like twenty four hours yeah, long. The one I'm on right oh, now is twenty six. 
the audiobook yeah. reader is a very slow reader. Yeah. So I'm definitely at like one and a quarter speed. You know what? Actually, I, because I'm really enjoying them. Um, So I had it like 110. Okay. Uh, but then the battle scenes start and I find that so boring. Okay. So I'm listening to those at like 1.7. That's fair. And then so far in every novel, it's like this, you know, rising to the climax and I just want to get there. Yeah. And so I tend to get really fast near the end okay. of the novels. Um, so I've been progressively making Speeding it faster <laughs> as the book goes on. Yeah. The little novella, um, A Court of Frost and Starlight, is just this like very tiny vignette. It's a six hour book. Okay. Um, and so I think I just listened to that at, at 1.0 because it was just a sweet little vignette. Yeah. Um, I think I think that might do it, but let me just double. I finished the London Seance Society. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which um, I think I liked the Lost Apothecary better. Okay, but um, the London yeah, Seance Society. I was complaining last time that the twist was like, nah, it gets better. Okay. There is a satisfying okay. wrap up. Yeah, because you so, were unsatisfied. Yeah, I had to pause because I was like, meh. Okay. <laughs> um, but man, I am so happy that I finally like got my library act together. Yeah. Because there's so much. Yes, there is. And it's all it's all there at your fingertips. Yep. It's and so it's lovely. for free. Yeah. Yeah, we love it's, it. It's like um a feast for the, the senses if yes. you're a reader. Libby, you can borrow as many magazines as you want. That is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Anyway. Uh Karen, I bet you have a big list. <laughs> Well, I okay. So I think last time I'd started with "Burn Down, Rise Up" by Vincent Toronto, and I finished that. And I don't know if I had started "We Don't Swim Here" yet, but I did, and it was really yeah, good. I talked about that. It was a really good one. Um, I do you remember when we read "The Sanatorium" by Sarah yes. Pierce? Did oh. you read the follow up? I read the follow up. The retreat. Think? I keep thinking I'm gonna like go for it. Okay, and then I'm go like, for it. Mm. Go for it. It's, it was good. It's really good. Is that the one where they're like snowed in at the... Mm-hmm. Okay. I yeah. remember that. So instead of being snowed in, they are going to a wedding. Oh. <laughs> um, Is it like on White an Lotus? Island. Huh? <laughs> Is it like White Lotus? No. I've never actually watched that. Oh, oh. it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good, right? oh, so good. Have you finished both seasons? Yes. Yeah. It's so good. I love White Lotus. Those, and I, I don't watch had, things and it's so I know. Good. That's why I was so excited <laughs> when you were watching it. <laughs> It's one of those, I need time where I can sit down and enjoy it. I've got too many other, like... It's pretty bingeable. Lap- it's very or bingeable. bingeable. And yeah, it's yeah, fun yeah. because it's, like, it's one of those things where it's so fun to hate these people. Yes. It's oh. so satisfying. Yep. So, White Lotus. I'm, that's on my list. Uh, but the retreat, I went through very quickly. It was really enjoyable. It Similar kind of formula. Yeah. But I didn't mind it too much. Um, there was enough interest going on with some mystery stuff going on that that was fun. I'm I'm reading Folklore that I'd started I I started on it as a book and then I just waited for the audiobook but it's just making me sad. Mm. And I'm like okay this is like everyone's miserable and her life is just never getting better. So I'm not yeah. actually enjoying it and I wanted to really enjoy it. I like the narrator but it's like I feel like there's books that I just fly through and this book i'm like oh if i read this i have to be in the mood to be sad and i'm just not going to be sad i have learned as an adult that it's like i don't need to read all of like i i am i give myself permission not to finish things because it's like there's so many other things to read that if i'm like not in the mood or the mindset to be like bummed out or whatever it is it's like uh, this book isn't for me at least not right now yeah um and so i think i might put that one aside on the shelf you know the virtual 
audiobook shelf. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I was listening to NPR, something on NPR where they were talking about a new author. And every now and then, like on the weekend, that they interview different authors. And I really liked this one. So, you know, when I stopped to get coffee, I made sure that I pulled up this by S.A. Cosby. Um, it's the newest book called All the Sinners Bleed. And it's like a murder mystery. Um, there's there's um, a serial killer that the town did not know about. Mm. These kids are going missing and no, I mean, year over the years and nobody is saying anything. And there's some race involved. This, this, this guy who's the sheriff, he's the first black sheriff in this town that he grew up in. And he used to be in the FBI in the behavioral analysis, but they, they allude their hint to something that happened that he's no longer. Plus he, he has this he had to start talking taking care of his dad um who had to have a major surgery after his mom had died so there's just family stuff going on he's in town and he's trying to be the sheriff you know mm-hmm. while dealing with in the deep south dealing with race issues um and this character that this teacher that is beloved by everybody turns out he had a, he was not so good he was not nice at all he had stuff he had some bad stuff that he was doing. So, anyways, now he's he's got to shatter everyone's opinions about their hero, and they're either gonna some people are gonna and he's gonna get you know people hate people hate the the guy who's no longer the hero, but they also hate the guy telling you that that guy's no longer shoot the hero. messenger, shoot the messenger. So, anyway, so I I want to read more by this author because it's really well written. I mean, I'm uh, I'm probably about third in third into it and i i started bef- just before i went on vacation and then i picked it right back up nice. i've seen um this i don't know if it's this book but i have seen that author on some good lists mm-hmm. um yeah so I, I, my interest is also peaked there's another series that i just started so i'm not i'm just barely into it called before the coffee gets cold yeah i uh, read that last month that yeah I'm you the one that recommended it you <laughs> recommended it so i started it and it's so, so far good. i'm enjoying it oh it's, it's so in good. my two reads this one's the did you do the where it's called uh toshikatsu kawaguchi book set is it the book set or just the little one that you did i've just read the first one. Oh, i just got the whole it's like an 18 hour read so yeah there's like read, so. three i think novels in the series and i've only read the first one. Oh, okay so, so this there's is... like before the coffee gets cold and then there's uh, i can't remember the names of the others but yeah they probably put them all in the same yeah so yeah that's good yeah so i'm i'm enjoying what's there but i keep going back to all the sinners bleed so <laughs> you know i need to i just want to keep focusing on this one because it's so good my um mine wandered just a little bit even though those books sounded really good that i was thinking maybe mahesh jadu could still play resand and okay. tell could play one of the friends okay like he could be cassian maybe. oh okay sure anyway back huh, to, cool back to the one we <laughs> um okay well i think that's it for us um well or what are we reading next? Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah, we need another book. <laughs> Sorry. What are we reading next? I mean, I know we're just invested with the uh, <laughs> the court books. Um, so hey, I, can we just talk think, about that? <laughs> well, I mean, we could assign it, but it would definitely put Karen at a deficit. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, we could just do the first one, but right, no. Right, right, what's right. your pick? I would listen again, I guess. Except it's becoming my least favorite. Uh, 
Okay. Hopefully nobody's read this one yet. Okay. It was a recent, like in the last year, Tamber did it as um, one of their book clubs. Mm. Mexican Gothic. Oh, I have it. Oh, I want it. It's on my list. Right. I, I figured it would have appeal. Yeah. But I was worried it'd have so much appeal you've done it already. Nope. <laughs> Not ready. Um, yet. Not yet. The author is Silvia Moreno Garcia. This has been a very popular book. Um, I was reading the uh, a synopsis somewhere for it. And I'm like, oh, this sounds so much like. This other book I read, it's kind of a little bit, oh, I guess it's mostly fantasy, but like a little bit set in the real world, so almost magical realism. Mm. And I was like, it sounds so much like that other book I read that was set in Mexico with their gods. Um, That's because it's that author. Um, Her other book I have read is Gods of Jaden Snow, Jaden Shadow, rather, which was amazing. So I'm pretty sure Mexican Gothic's going to live up to its Mm. hype. Cool. So, from the author of Gods of Jade and Shadow comes a reimagining of a classic gothic suspense novel, a story about an isolated mansion in the 1950s Mexico and the brave socialite drawn to its treacherous secrets. He is trying to poison me. You must come for me, Noemi. You must save me. After receiving a frantic letter from her newlywed cousin begging for someone to save her from a mysterious doom, Noemi Tabado... Toboado? I'm going to learn that one from the audiobook. <laughs> Heads to High Place, a distant house in the Mexican countryside. She's not sure what she will find. Her cousin's husband, a handsome Englishman, is a stranger, and Noemi knows little about the region. Noemi is also an unlikely rescuer. She is a glamorous debutante, and her chic gowns and perfect red lipstick are more suited for cocktail parties than amateur sleuthing. But she's also tough and smart, with an indomitable will, and she is not afraid. Not of her cousin's new husband, who is both menacing and alluring. Not of his father, the ancient patriarch, who seems to be fascinated by Noemi. And not even of the house itself, which begins to invade Noemi's dreams with the visions of blood and doom. Mm -hmm. Her only ally in this inhospitable abode is the family's youngest son. Shy and gentle, he seems to want to help Noemi but might also be hiding dark knowledge in his, of, his hus- sorry, of his family's past. For there are many secrets behind the walls of High Place. The family's once colossal wealth and faded mining empire kept them from prying eyes, but as Noemi digs deeper, she unearths, story- she unearths stories of violence and madness. And Noemi, mesmerized by the terrifying yet seductive world of High Place, may soon find it impossible to leave this enigmatic house behind. I love a spooky gothic novel. Mm, I'm into yeah. it. So, I'm here for it. Cool. I, you know, I like to let um, Halloween season creep earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yep, I fully yep, yep. support the. Instagram. I always end up with the October pick, so I'm yeah. fine with that. <laughs> uh, I love the Instagram um, Council of Spooky Bitches meeting in July. Yes. So mm-hmm. I've been like very embracing that this year. <laughs> so nice. I hope it's good. But I mean, just thinking about the last book I read of hers, I was thinking like maybe I want to listen to Gods of Jade and Shadow again yeah. before I even start this one because it was so good. Um, so I'm hoping this. Uh, lives up to that sylvia moreno garcia cool nice. okay well now i think we're done yes now we're done. <laughs> officially okay. done uh let us know if you read any of the books that we talked about if you want to talk about a court of whatever and whatever with ann and i we'll <laughs> probably be very excited to talk to you um and we will see you guys next month for mexican gothic um have a good month everybody have fun reading whatever you're reading stay and we'll, cool yeah yeah stay cool Uh, Sit in your house with the air conditioning on and listen to your book and do some knitting or whatever. 
and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Strings Unraveled is a production of Strings and Things Studio with Anne Lecrevin Cazzoli, Katie Von Rader Fraker, and Karen Wilmoth. Recorded and edited by Katie Von Rader Fraker. Find us online at stringsandthingsstudio.com or on Facebook or Instagram at stringsandthingsstudio. You can email us at stringsandthingsinfo at gmail.com. 